Thank you, and it's good to see each and every one of you here this morning. And as we come to worship his name, uh, this morning we worship him and him only. I want you to turn with me to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Uh, this is test time this morning. Uh, open book. Uh, I think it's good for us every once in a while to take a test. Uh, when I was going to school, my teacher would give us tests. Uh, I thought it was for her benefit so she'd know where I was at. <laughs> she already knew where I was at. It was for my benefit to let me know where I was at. Uh, the Lord gave the disciples tests uh, several times. He'd been teaching about faith. And they went out on the Sea of Galilee one night, and it came a storm. And they failed the test that night. Uh, they thought they was going to drown. They was in a terrible storm. The Lord was down there sleeping. They went out and woke him up. And uh, what did he say? He said, oh, ye of little faith. Uh, a lot of times uh, we need tests in our life. We need those tests to realize where we're really at. Uh, I think the Lord does that for us. Um, we'll look at several things in, uh, today, and we're going to talk about faith. Uh, we talked about faith and worshiping the Lord. How do we do that? We worship Him by faith. Uh, and Hebrews tells us a little about faith there, and we're going to look at some more scriptures this morning uh, about faith. But I want you this morning, just right now in your mind, on a scale from 1 to 10, one being the lowest and ten being the highest. I want you to mark a scorecard in your mind where you think that you're at in your faith. Uh, if you feel like that uh, you're real low in faith, you may put a two or a three or something. You may feel like that you're about medium and you may can put a five. Uh, you may even put an 8, 9, or a 10. I'll leave that up to you, but I want you to mark that in your mind. Don't have to tell nobody but yourself. And when you decide that, mark it. The Lord's going to know. He knows our very thoughts. So when you mark that, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, whatever it might be, in your mind, the Lord knows where you think that you're at in your faith. And so at the end of the test, we'll back up and look and see where we think we're really at. Uh, faith is something that uh, we as Christians live by, and we're going to look at a few things here. Uh, Hebrews 11th chapter, Hebrews the 11th chapter, it says in verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's, it's the the substance of those things that we're hoped for. And Paul had that faith, and Paul was talking about that faith that he had. Uh, and the writer of Hebrews here uh, is talking about faith. Uh, we'll go to the book of James in a few minutes, and the book of James talks about faith. And then you drop down to verse number 6, and it says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. So to please God, to please our Heavenly Father, uh, to worship Him like we should, we have got to have faith. Now, Romans, the 12th chapter, and I believe it's uh, verse number 3, it talks about each one of us have been dealt a measure of faith. So we all have that measure of faith. We can increase that faith by what? Stepping out by faith and doing things. And every time we step out by faith, uh, we increase that faith. Uh, army can train for 
five years or, or six years, you can take an army, and that army can train uh, to go to battle. But that army will never know how good it is until what? Until they go to battle. And once they go to battle, they go to war, uh, they know then uh, how good they really are. We can say that we have faith this morning. Uh, the Scripture says if we have the faith of a mustard seed, we can do what? We can remove mountains. How big is a mustard seed? It's one of the smallest seeds. And so uh, God tells us if we've got that faith of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. We can do miracles. We can do wonders if we have just got that little bit of faith. And so as we look at it this morning, I hope everybody, you got your card marked? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you got your card marked. Some's not sure. <laughs> okay, mark that card uh, on where you think you're at on faith. Now, when we look at it, I'm going to give you some scriptures here this morning just to start off with here about faith. In Hebrews, the 6th chapter, or the 11th and the 6th verse here, it says that we cannot please God without faith. Uh, I always tried to please my earthly father. There's a lot of times that I failed. Uh, I knew what made him happy, and so I tried to do those things. And sometimes uh, I'd do things that didn't make my dad happy, and I got in trouble. Uh, but we should be striving daily to please our Heavenly Father. We should strive daily to please Him and to make Him happy. And so the first thing that we do to please Him is have faith and believe in Him. The second thing, it is in Ephesians 2 and 8 and 9. Uh, it tells us that we cannot be saved without faith. So we've got to have faith to be saved. And it says for by, uh, let me turn to there, Ephesians uh, uh, 2, 8 and 9 there. And it says, uh, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So it is by faith. Now, when we look at faith, uh, I look at, uh, uh, you know, it's something that we cannot see, we cannot touch, we cannot get a hold of it, but we can feel the effects of it. Uh, just like the wind blowing uh, when the Spirit is moving. Uh, we see the effects of the wind uh, in faith. We see that, and we step out by faith. And, and always remember, real faith does not require all the answers. Real faith follows in darkness, in confusion, and in suffering. And so I have saw some of the uh, uh, people that's got more faith, and it's just hard to believe how much faith that they have. Uh, and it makes me feel bad. And so when we look at this, real faith does not require all the answers. We like to have those answers. We want those answers. Uh, there's so many questions in the Bible that, uh, that we don't have the answers to. Uh, there's things, you know, you go back into Genesis, there's a lot of questions in Genesis. Uh, we don't have that uh, answer. But I think sometimes we get mistaken in Genesis and we think Genesis is about creation. Really, Genesis is about the Creator. It's about the Creator uh, and, and what He is doing. And so we have that faith, however He's got it laid out. Uh, we talked in the Sunday school lesson morning about how beautiful heaven's going to be. Uh, I don't know how, uh, how it's going to be, but I've got faith that it's going to be a perfect place. I've never been there. I've never seen it. 
but by faith I believe that it is a perfect place and that when we get there, we, I, I, that's one reason we get a new body, we get a new glorified body, but this body couldn't handle, I don't think, what heaven's got in store for us. So it's by faith that we do this. Uh, the third thing is 1 John 5 and 4 tells us that you cannot live a victorious life without faith. To be a Christian and live that victorious life, we've got to have that faith. And if we didn't and we don't have the answers and we're worrying about it all the time, well, how are we going to get there or what's going to hold us up or uh, how wide is it? The Scripture tells us about the New Jerusalem and the size of the New Jerusalem, but it does not tell us how big heaven is. And I still look at it in my Father's house are many mansions. What is my Father's house? It's that great, vast universe that's out there. That's my Father's house. We don't know how big it is. But by faith, I believe He's taken me there one of these days, and I can live that victorious life here on this earth. Uh, even though the world comes against us, and the world is fixing to really start coming against the Christians. It's starting, and it's going to come real quick. Uh, we think that we've been persecuted because somebody says something about us at work or our friends say something about our faith in Christ and in God, and we've been persecuted. Uh, we've never been persecuted in this life here in America, but they are people that are persecuted, and I think it's coming real quick, and it's coming against the church. Uh, the next one is in James 5 and 4. Uh, we cannot pray without faith. When I pray, I'm having faith that God hears those prayers. Now, prayer is the key to heaven, but faith unlocks the door. We pray with faith. Prayer is the key that gets us to heaven, but faith unlocks that door. Now, I don't always get the answer that I want. I don't always get the answer as quick as I want it. But he is faithful and just to answer my prayers. So many times we get to praying uh, for our own selfish desires instead of praying that God's will be done, our Father's will be done. My Father, which is in heaven, who art in heaven, of thy kingdom come, thy will be done, instead of what my wants are. The next one is 1 Peter 5 and 9. You cannot have joy and peace without faith. And so in this life, I get my joy and peace by having faith in God. Even though things are coming against me, even though things don't work like I want it to, even though I didn't get the answer to my prayer that I wanted, but I can have that joy and peace that if we pray in His will, that His will be done, and then we get self out of the way. And I think we get so caught up so many times in our own desires. If you really want to get a blessing, start praying. Look around uh, somebody. Uh, uh, you, can, you can look in the church here yourself, the people that would be with us here today that's not able to be here. Uh, the people that are suffering, the people have uh, uh, lost uh, their possessions in a fire or uh, a child is on drugs or they've lost their mate or many different things can go wrong. And, and if we forget about that and we start praying about those other people and their needs and really pray sincerely about the, their needs, a lot of times ours really don't amount to much. And we kind of forget about those things. And so when we can pray for others 
and that their needs would be met. And then I think God begins to answer our prayers. Uh, the next one here, uh, number six, in Galatians 2 and 16, it says that we are justified by faith. There's no way that I could stand in front of God in the condition that I am uh, with my mind, with the thoughts that go through my mind uh, in this human flesh. Uh, and that being justified means that I can stand before God just as though I have never sinned. So in that, how does that happen? It's by faith that he has covered my sins with his blood. I have faith in believing in that, that he covered my sins with his blood so I can stand before him justified. And so that gives me peace. That gives me joy. Uh, and, and I can live that victorious life. And then Galatians 2 and 20 says that we live by faith. So we have got to live by faith. And uh, faith is very important. If we're going to please God, we've got to do it by faith. And then Ephesians 3 and 16, or 17 says, Christ lives in my heart by faith. Every baby that is born, there's a void right in the center in the heart of that person. That's for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to come in to your life. And, and when he comes in, he fills that void. That's the reason the world is searching and seeking uh, pleasure and everything in the world. They'll never find it. They'll never uh, satisfy that until they let Christ come into their life and fill that void. So we see how important faith is and, and all the things that faith does. Here, and there's a lot more scripture on faith here that, that we could read this morning, but I just want us to kind of get the, the grasp of it that how important faith is and where we stand in our faith. So now I want to ask some questions, and I've preached this message here before. Some of you remember this message. It's been a long time ago, but I think it's, it's test time, and we're going to go back and just see where we really stand. And I want us to stop and think this morning. Now, when we answer these questions on the things and the way that we put faith, faith in things in this world, how does our Heavenly Father feel about our faith towards Him? Uh, I want to ask you a question. I want everybody to participate this morning. All you got to do is raise your hand. How many of you have flown in an airplane? Would you raise your hand? Just about everybody here has flown in an airplane. Did you know the pilot? Had you ever seen the pilot? You got on the plane what, having what? Faith that he was going to take you to your destination. Do you know what that pilot was doing the night before? Was he out drunk? Was he drugged out? Did he stay up all night? Been up 24 hours? And he's going to fly you 30,000 feet above the ground. And he's going to take you across the ocean or across the United States. Put a lot of faith in him, don't we? never seen him don't know a thing about him but we put faith in him we put faith that he's going to take us to our destination that we want to go to how many of us have been out on a boat past land where you couldn't see land several if they turned that boat around two or three times i've been out there fishing and they turn it around two or three times and i think in my mind i'm going to watch now and i know which direction we came from 
And then after he turns that thing about twice, I couldn't get you back to land if my life depended on it. Couldn't do it because I'm lost. I'm putting faith in that captain that he's been out there before, and he knows where the land is at and how to get me back. So see how many times and how many different ways we put faith in a lot of different people? Another one here. Uh, how many of you went to sleep in a car and somebody else driving? You just kick back, go to sleep, and they're driving it down the road? <laughs> About all how. I used to work with a guy. He said the only way he could sleep in his car if he was driving. And he says, every time I get under the wheel, I go to sleep. He said, my wife can drive from here to Texas, and I cannot go to sleep. She gets out and said, drive. And he said, I get in, and I go to sleep. <laughs> and so, but we put a lot of faith in that person. We're going down the road 70 miles an hour, and don't think anything about it. We go sound asleep. Don't think a thing about it. How many has got money in the bank? Come on now. <laughs> we got money in the bank. Could you go over there today and get your hands on that money? Do you know what they've done with it? Do you know that they've got it safe and, and, and it's taken care of? I mean, see, we, we work and put our whole life savings in the bank or in some, uh, 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 ain't got the word, I'm going fishing here uh, on this one. Uh, but we put our bank, our money in these banks and things, and, and that's our whole life savings. We're going to retire. We'll invest that into something. We don't know that guy that's maybe sitting out there uh, in California somewhere, and we invest into this company, and he's controlling everything out there. We put our whole life savings into that. Never met the guy. Don't know a thing about him. But we'll invest our life savings into that bank that we're going to get it back. How many has had surgery? Okay. How much do you know about the doctor? Well, I've done a little checking on him. Uh, he's got a good, uh, good record. Everything shows good on him. But we'll let that anesthesiologist put us to sleep, sound asleep, and put our faith and trust that that doctor is going to do that surgery, and we're going to come out a new person. We're going to come out better. We're going to wake up. We put our faith in them. How many has ever took medication that was prescribed by the doctor and go to the drugstore and pick it up? Do you know for sure that pill that they give you is the correct pill? We'll, I mean, I'll look at them sometime, and I'll look, and i call here a while back. They give me one that was a different color, different size, and everything, the one that I've been taking before. And I questioned the lady about it. She said, oh, it's the right one. She said, I, I guarantee you it's the right one. By faith, I took that. Now, I've been taking that other one that was a red one, and it was oblong, and this one was white, and it was round and different and everything, and it was different size. But by faith, I took that medication. And, you know, if it had been the wrong thing, it could have killed me just like that. But by faith, I took that pill. I took that medication, putting that faith and trust in that pharmacist that they was going to give me the right medication. We do that. We put faith in that pharmacist. Okay, get down to the last one here. How many of us went out to a restaurant and eat? You ever go out to a restaurant and eat? <laughs> okay, we all have. What do you know about the cook back there? Have you ever seen him before? <laughs> 
know anything about him, know how clean he is. He may be rolling them hamburger patties up like that, flipping over here and popping them in his arm a couple of times and throwing them on the grill there. We don't know. We don't know, but we put faith and trust in him that he's cooking us a good hamburger. I used to work with a guy, mean as a snake. He used to be a cook in a restaurant. Probably the reason he was working there, he, wasn't, he got fired at the restaurant. But he said that if anybody sent something back that it wasn't cooked right, he said the first thing I'd do was spit on it and throw it on the grill. Made me stop and think. I've never sent nothing back since then. <laughs> I mean, when it comes out the first time, I either eat it or I let it go. I don't. But we put faith in that. So now let's back up and look at this and let's just think for a minute. Look at the things that we do and the way that we put faith and trust in earthly things and other people. And then we look at God and God asks us to do something and step out by faith. What is the first thing that we start to do? We start to question God. I've done that when God was calling me to preach. I mean, for uh, 20-something years there, I kept saying, God, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not qualified. He kept calling me. I couldn't get away from it. I tried every excuse in the world. And he said, just step out by faith. Trust me. I'm standing here today by faith because I'm not qualified to be a minister. I'm not qualified to stand here before you. You can tell by my reading and things that I have problems with it. But it's by faith that I stand here. He's never let me down. There's so many times that I have let him down and I've failed him. But each time it's by faith. Each time if God asks you to teach a Sunday school class, we may start questioning God. Oh, Joe over there can teach it a whole lot better than I can. Well, he's got a good education. He's a professor. God said, teach the class. Work with the young people. Just be the janitor. That's a very, very important part in the church. Whatever it is, if God says, and you're going through the grocery line and and, and somebody's there, and, and they need some help or something, or we could say something, and God says, just ask them about their salvation or speak to them about their church or something like that. We're embarrassed. We're afraid to do it. But God's already working on their behalf. God's already working on the other side. So when we look at this, and God asks us to do something by faith, and we begin to complain, or we back up and say no, I want you to think about getting on that airplane and going up 30,000 feet and riding across the country here and putting faith in that pilot. Now, I want us to go to James. I want to turn to James. And we're going to look at James, the, first or the second chapter there. And I want to start in about uh, uh, verse 17. In James 2 and 17, it says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone in itself so what he's saying there we can say that we have faith but if we don't step out and do something by faith those that it, it's dead 
it's, it's what he's saying. It's, it's dead. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. James is saying there, he says, I'm going to show you how much faith I've got by stepping out and doing something. That means stepping out by works and doing something. He says, Thou believest that there is one God. Thou dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou, O vain man, that faith, uh, uh, man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by his works was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. So we can say that we've got all kinds of faith. We may mark that card up there at an eight or a nine in our mind, but if we don't put some works with that and step out, it's dead. It's totally dead. I go back to the widow woman when Elisha came into the town, and, and she was out gathering sticks. There was a drought in the country, and, and all she had was just a handful of meal, just a handful, and a little oil in the cruise. And the man of God told her, said, bake me just a little cake. He didn't ask for a big one. He said, just a little cake. And she said, hey, wait a minute. She said, this is all I've got. She said, I'm out gathering some sticks, and I'm going to build a fire, and we're going to cook our last meal. We're going to cook that last meal, and we're going to eat it, and we're going to die. But he said, first, bake me just a little cake. She had faith enough to believe that if she baked that cake for the man of God, God was going to take care of her. And, you know, a couple of Sundays we talked about that. For a full year, every time she reached into that barrel, I don't believe that barrel was full. I believe they was just enough to, for the day to satisfy them, to supply their needs for the day. She'd reach for that cruise of oil every day for a full year by faith that it was going to be full again tomorrow. It was going to be there. It was going to be there day after day. So she stepped out by faith. And the Scripture was talking about Abraham. We go back into Genesis, the 22nd chapter, and it talks about, and God spoke to Abraham. It says it, uh, uh, it, he tempted him. What he was doing, he was giving Abraham a test there. And, and he was giving him a test. He told Abraham to take thy son Isaac, the son that you love, the son. He says, thy only son. We know that he had two sons, uh, Ishmael. But Ishmael was born of the, uh, of the handmaid uh, Hagar there. But he said, take thine only son, thy only son, and Isaac, and take him up on the mountain. Offer him up for a sacrifice. Now, Abraham says he has faith. Now God's given him a test. Step out by faith, Abraham, and show us what your faith is. Now Abraham started out. They got everything together. They started out on that journey. 
And as they was going on that journey, uh, I believe from the bottom of my heart that Abraham had enough faith to believe that if he took Isaac's life, that God would raise him up on the third day. He had that much faith. And, and I've often wondered about it. I, I studied that for years, and I think about him going up that mountain. And God had promised him that uh, there was going to be a great nation from his seed. Uh, through Isaac, his son would be a great nation. And now, God, you're asking me to offer him up for a sacrifice? And, and, and you're asking me to do that? And where's this great nation coming from? And, and I look at this as a picture of Christ on the cross here. Uh, Christ was in the grave there for three days and three nights. And, and as Abraham and Isaac, they went on that journey for three days and three nights. In my mind and in Abraham's mind, Isaac was as good as dead. He was dead. Now, I don't understand. There's some unanswered questions there. When he took Isaac and he got him up there, I don't know how old Isaac was, but he said that he bound him and he put him up on that altar and he reached for the knife. And when he reached for that knife and was fixing to take his life, he believed that God was going to supply that great nation. He believed that if he took his life, that God would raise him up from the dead. He believed that and he had that much faith in God. And when he reached for that knife, the angel cried out, Wait. Abraham stopped, looked around. And see, he had done told Isaac that when Isaac asked about the sacrifice, he said, God will provide. You remember when they left out and they tied the donkey down there at the foot of the mountain? He told the servants to stay there and that him and his son was going to worship and they was coming back. He believed they was coming back, but he was willing to take his life. I look at that, and, and I think of that song that Brother Elmer used to sing, It Is Well With My Soul. I believe old uh, Abraham and Isaac come back off of that mountain singing, It Is Well With My Soul, because they had done exactly what God had asked them to do. And I look at the faith that Abraham had, to offer his son up for a sacrifice that God had told him to do. That's putting works and faith together. And then we'll get on an airplane and we'll fly across the country. Never seen that pilot. Don't know what he looks like. Don't know what he'd done the night before. Don't know anything about him. But we'll put faith that he'll take us up 30,000 feet, set us down safely wherever we're going. We'll take that medication from that pharmacist and have faith that it's the right one. We'll put that money into the bank and trust that banker with it. God says, you pull out a dollar bill, and God says, put down 20. Oh, God, Ooh, oh, can't do that. Can't, I can't, I got, I, got, I got to have that 20. We're going out to eat after church. Got to have that 20. But we'll put faith in that banker. So when we look at it and we look at faith and how much faith we put in God compared to how much faith that we put in man, how do you think God feels as our Heavenly Father? We step off of that airplane, granted, boy, we've had a safe trip. Boy, everything's good. We take that medication, everything's good. We do all these things. And everything's good. 
But our Heavenly Father says, put some works with your faith and show me what you've got. And we just can't do it. To be saved this morning, you've got to put faith in God. You've got to have faith that if you ask him to forgive you of your sins, that he will do that. You've got to have faith that when you do that, he's going to come into your life and live forever. We've got to have faith that he's going to do that. But we begin to question it, and we try to make it so hard. On your scorecard this morning, what did you put down? Just think about what you put. Then we think of that widow woman. We think of Abraham and the faith that they had, and they put the works with it. That makes me feel way down on the list. I guess my question in my sermon is this morning, in our church, in our lives, it says that it's impossible to please him without faith. Oh, yes, I've got some faith. I've got a little bit of faith. i got a little. And when I think of Abraham, I think of Peter when he stepped out of the boat he said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come to you. And the Lord said, come on, Peter. Peter stepped out of the boat. Boy, he's doing good as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. See, he had enough faith to believe that if he stepped out, that he's going to walk on the water. And he did. But he got to looking around at the waves and the wind, took his eyes off of Jesus, and began to sing. He didn't pray for 30 minutes. He didn't write him out a prayer. <laughs> He didn't get out a list. I was down at a big convention one time down in Alabama, uh, and they had these professors. Uh, E.V. Hill was speaking and Warren Wiersbe, and this guy uh, was supposed to lead in prayer, great big professor down there. And the microphone was like this, and everybody bowed their head, and he got to try and open his folder up so he could read his prayer. And it kept hitting the microphone, popping, and everybody was looking to see what was going on. He wants us to pray from the heart. It's okay to write out prayer. Peter didn't write one out. Real quick, he said, Lord, save me. And the Lord reached out and got him. And that's what he wants us to do this morning, just simply by faith, trust in him. Now, if you need to change that scorecard, it's okay. <laughs> Because when I study this message and every time I preach this message, I have to look back at Gary and my faith that I have in him. And I have to just come back every once in a while and say, Lord, help me and strengthen my faith that I might grow better. Because I've got on that plane. I flew across the country, flew across the water. And I think about it. Never met the pilot, don't know a thing in the world about him. But I put faith in him. And then God asked me to do something, and I start backpedaling. This morning, if you need to change that scorecard, he knows what you was thinking. I preached this one time at a church, and this lady said, Well, preacher, after this old whist, she said, I thought I was a nine, maybe a little above a nine. But she said, I had to come back to an eight. 
I hope she was right. <laughs> I hope she was there. But I can't say that I'm an 8 or a 9. I feel like that I'm lucky to be maybe halfway, somewhere in there. Because I've never done what Abraham done. I've never done what Peter done. I've never done what that widow woman done. It's impossible to please him without faith. So I'm going to ask you to put some works with your faith this morning. And if you mark that scorecard just a little too high, let's just gather here on the altar, put some works with it, and say, Lord, I'm going to step out, and I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to ask you to help me strengthen my faith, and I'll grow in that faith. And if we don't do that, we're never going to grow without faith. And you're saying, somebody's already thinking, well, what are they going to think about me? Don't worry about it. they got a problem if they're thinking something like that. Let's just please our Heavenly Father this morning and make Him happy and say, Lord, my score is not as high as it should have been, and it's not what I thought it was when I think of Abraham and what he did and the faith that he had. When I think about the widow woman, I think about all the men of God in the Bible. Hebrews, that 11th chapter, and that, uh, all the heroes of faith. And you get into that latter part of the 11th chapter, and you read about those people that had faith. They couldn't see God. They couldn't touch Him. But when they took their kids out into the arena and told them to deny Jesus, and they'd set them and their kids free, and if they didn't, they turned the hungry lions loose on them. They tied them to the stake, and they were sawed asunder. You talk about putting works with faith. Now, we can say that we've got faith in him, but they tie your children to a stake in the center of the arena and say, you deny Jesus, and we'll let them go. And you say No. And you know that those lions are coming. Those people had faith. And they put works with it. And we get on an airplane and we'll fly across the country and think nothing about it. Then our Heavenly Father, it's like got a spiritual nursery that he's taking care of. So let's put some works with it this morning. Let's just come together. Let's just pray and say, Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, strengthen my faith. And I think that we'll be strengthened if we'll do that this morning. Everybody that will, just, just come and pray together.